What's going on, man? It's your boy Gray, Mr. Vegan Thanksgiving, Mr. Plant Based Driven, and I'm with Soul Flow Vegans. Hey, everybody, Sean Russell, Soul Flow Vegan. So excited for you to be listening to this episode. Our guest is Gray, and he joins us, of course, to talk about his vegan origin story, hip hop living in south florida but now he's in atlanta so he talks about both communities and so much more this was a great conversation and we're so excited for you to hear it and of course this episode is brought to you by hungry harvest hungry harvest curates weekly variety boxes of healthy produce and vegan pantry items while making no contact deliveries directly to your door Every delivery saves at least 10 pounds of food from going to waste and supports the work of local hunger-solving organizations with produce donations. Get 50% off with code SOFLOW at HungryHarvest.net. Remember to listen all the way to the end for some special content as well as ways you can participate in the SoFlow Vegans community. And remember, you are listening to the SoFlow Vegans podcast. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the SoFlow Vegans podcast. I'm your host, Sean Russell, and founder of SoFlow Vegans. Right now, we have an actual SoFlow native. You know, he, he's in, a, he's in our, our cousin city right now, but he, he will, we'll definitely claim him. We have Gray, everybody. So thank you so much for joining us on the SoFlow Vegans uh, podcast. Absolutely, man. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're definitely no stranger to the area. We've seen you a couple of times. I mean, I, for, I think the first time I met you was at an event for animal hero kids at um sacred space yes. so and then you just keep popping up in the community and doing things so i appreciate that so we have a tradition here on the podcast where the first question we typically ask not always but typically right. ask is what is your vegan origin story like how did you get to the point where you identify with the vegan lifestyle Absolutely. All, all uh, shout out and praises due to Chef Nikki in the mix. Okay. That's my girl right there. Uh, my, my woman got me vegan, man. She um, she had a real big heart for animals. And one day she watched too many PETA videos and uh, she said, we're going vegan. Using the word we're. I'm like, okay, look, I'm not going vegan, but uh, I support you. You know what I mean? And uh, so first meal she makes is Cajun chicken Alfredo from Guardian Chicken. You know what I mean? Like, just blew my mind. And uh, I said, well, I thought you said you were going vegan. You know what I mean? Like, I thought you were going to be eating grass and kale. And, you know what I mean? But um, I taste that meal, bro, and it was uh, it was game over for me, man. I said, well, if you if I can eat like this seven days a week, you know, I I, I go vegan with you. <laughs> you know what I mean? But, um, but that's, how, that's how I went pretty much. Uh, four months later, I was fully converted. You know, shout out to Chef Nicky in the mix. Yeah, so you have so you have a lot of people that go vegan for the first time, and they don't have the luxury of having an amazing chef with them. <laughs> um, what were some of the obstacles that you came across? Because I'm sure it would mean a lot to people listening, knowing that you know it wasn't, it might not have been smooth sailing. Who knows? Oh, yeah. It might have been. It might have been. So, what were some of the things that you came across when you first went vegan that you had to struggle with? Yeah, the the, the, the three uh, C's I call them. Three C's, chicken, cheese, and chocolate. You know what I mean? <laughs> chicken, cheese, and chocolate is hard to break, man. You know, and then doing the research and seeing, like, you know, the, uh, the casein morphine and, and, and the cheese and why we're addicted to these things, it's hard to break. So I say, like, the first um, the first three months, I was 70% vegan. 
vegan when I was with her and 30% not. How she transitioned, she wasn't always a vegan chef. We we both didn't, uh, we both transitioned pretty much the same time, but she turned to um, like YouTube channels and, and, and recipes and just learn how to whip it up herself. For me, I just was the, <laughs> you know what I mean? But uh, I started out heavy on like black bean burgers, you know, uh, rice, beans, fries, vegetables, fruit, stuff like that. But um, I was I was struggling with chocolate chicken and cheese, man. Like I kicked okay. chicken like sooner than both of those, but chocolate and cheese when in the first three months, I'd be dabbling in the little Caesars or, or whatever, what have you. But um once I figured out the game that you can make your own cheese, mm-hmm. you made your own cheese from uh what is it? Uh, sweet potato, no potato, uh, uh, nutritional yeast. Um, what, what's the I'm missing an ingredient. She made her own cheese pretty much, and when she did that, I said, Okay, what's your ring size? First and foremost, <laughs> like, because we don't get married, you know what I mean? Second of all, <laughs> like, that, that takes care of my cheese. So basically, you were able to find a lot of transition foods, like you start off on those transition foods and that allowed you then to go and start making your own recipes. So like, I'm so glad you said that because um, a lot of times we see um, people putting down like the beyond meats and the impossible foods. But from my perspective, I see it as like, like a transition, you know, people may not be interested in making their own cheese. They may just, they may, before they were vegan, just eating fast food all day, grabbing grabbing it for convenience. So they can now go to like a Burger King, get this impossible Whopper, and then maybe eventually get to the point where they're making their cheese out of potatoes and and what have you. So, uh, yeah. so I'm, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, I want to shift real, I want to shift and then we're going to get back into the veganism, into yeah. your music. Because that's something that really resonates with me. I didn't get to the point where I actually put my stuff out. You know, I'm sure there's a lot of people listening that has like that have like 60, 50 tracks, you know, on their hard drive. But um, it's really inspirational to see, you know, that grind you went through. You know, you had that opportunity that popped up. I'm sure there was a lot before the the Thanksgiving wrap that before that actually happened, and that's what I want to talk about. But um. Let's just go into that. So before the Thanksgiving wrap, talk to me about where your music was and kind of what your goals were. Well, um, right before it happened, I uh I was I was in a routine of rapping in my car every Friday. And uh shout out my boy Quentin Salary. Uh he back in 2013, he was like, bro, you need to just do a freestyle every Friday and uh you know just keep it rolling. And be consistent with it. And um, so I started out doing the, you know, freestyles every Friday. I started gaining momentum. And like within two years, I had like over like 80 videos, you know. And um, I was performing at every single open mic. I moved from, um, from Richmond, South Florida. But I moved to uh, Baltimore and Laurel um, for like two years, what, 2011 to 2014, so three years. Um, and then I moved to Atlanta. When I got to Atlanta, I was hitting every single open mic. Um, you know, that they had in the city or whatever. But uh this 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 beat, man, it was just it wasn't it wasn't different from any other beat I was rapping on. You know, I, I just it just happened to be at the right time. I just transitioned, you know, to a uh veganism and this beat was talking about what we're gonna eat for Thanksgiving, you know. But um 
before that, man, it was just, it was just, uh, I was working a nine to five job. I was writing music on the job. I was writing music on the way to the job. When I leave the job, uh, planning for shows while I was at the job, told my mom, I was like, bro, getting signed today. You know what I mean? Every mm-hmm. day, every day I would tell him, no lie. And he'd be like, yo, they better be bigger than that meeting. Blah, 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 you know. But um, I took a chance, man, in October 2015, 2015, I quit my job. One year later, like on the dot in 2016, like that video, uh, you know, changed it for me. Stuck with it. And so not everyone's going to be blessed to have that moment, you know, that you were able to have. And then obviously take that moment and continue to grow it and, you know, build, you know, build a cement a legacy for yourself. You know, that's essentially what, you know, we do when we, we put ourselves out there, whether that's your intention or not. After that happened, after the song came out and obviously your career shifted, what were the next steps? Like, how how did you, you know, put everything together to get to where you are now? Well, um, I, think, I think first was like, um, you know, the, the music was hitting, right? So the music was hitting, so I said, okay, look, how can we put something on a shirt, you know, mm-hmm. to, 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 to preach this message? Because we need to make, you know, I wanted to make veganism food because we look at it as taboo. So I'm like, how can we... You know, make a shirt that just doesn't say like I'm vegan, but it just, you know, it just makes you cool to be healthy. You know, and I, I just came up with plant based dripping. When we came up with that term, um, I didn't realize the effect it would have. I thought, you know, dripping is a term that we all uh, use to, you know, overflow with style and flavor. But um, I didn't know that a lot of people didn't know what dripping means. So when people see it, they they, they might get the plant based, but they don't know what that dripping is. So now they're like, excuse me, what, what, is, what does that shirt mean? You know, and now they're having a, a, a dialogue between each other, two strangers, about a plant-based lifestyle. And, and man, I just seen the vision for it. Like it's not a, just a shirt. You know, plant-based dripping is a lifestyle. It's gonna be a brand. It's a, it's a, it's a, yeah, lifestyle brand. You know what I mean? Um, and I, I really want to put health back into the forefront of me being a hip-hop artist. Like health and hip-hop need to be in the same in the same uh, sentence. So. That's the lane I'm trying to carve out, you know what I'm saying, for myself. Like, I want I want to inject health back into hip-hop, dog. you know what I mean? Because that's, that's the number one thing that's killing us. Hip-hop is too powerful. You know what I mean? It's too powerful not to understand the, uh, the power that we possess. And you brought up a really good point with hip-hop. You know, there's a, there's a cool factor that comes with hip-hop culture. You know, hip hop is definitely a culture. It's not. It's not a not a musical genre, and you have veganism, which is a lifestyle. You merge those two together. I feel like you're not. You're. You could potentially change a lot of lives, and I feel you're doing that with your message. I mean, I'm looking at your Instagram. I'm looking at what you're putting out. It's not just about your music. You have a message behind. You stand for something, and that's not always the case. So, with hip hop being this huge force in the community. How have you used this platform to share what you believe in and what you stand for? Like what are some of the ways, things that stand out to you that you've been able to do with this platform? Well, I think like, just to go back to when it first, um, you know, the vegan Thanksgiving popped off, I had no idea about the, the, the vegan community. You know what I mean? And um, like the outpouring and support was heavy. 
you know, then I received a, a message. Someone's like, bro, you know, you changed my life with this rap. Like mm-hmm. now I'm switching up what I'm eating. Um, and I just, you know, had an epiphany, like, okay, I know I can make words rhyme. I always could do that, you know, mm-hmm. but, but how can I make it meanable? How can someone take something from my music and, and, and grow? So like shortly after that freestyle, I really had an enlightenment period. Like, okay, from here on out, I gotta be more conscious and more aware of what when I put bodies of work together, like what I'm trying to do, you know, and the message I'm trying to get across. Put the medicine in the can, so to say. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So um, so yeah, man. So I, once I started learning and I started evolving, I started learning more about the, the, the food system, the justice system, the education system, like everything. Um, seeing how we're being targeted. Um and it just made me, it made me mad, so to say, and enraged. And I just, I wanted to, you know, take what I've learned, because I felt like I've been lied to for so long, and put it into the music and, and get my people here. You know what I mean? In, in a way that they'll understand. Because um, mm. music, as I said, is powerful. We all learn our ABCs through a song. So, and then I started doing research on, you know, all the artists or, or who started the movement first. Where where they in? You know, I think it's important as an artist um, to speak truth. You know, and uh, as I learned, you should evolve. An artist should evolve. You're a young kid. You talk about what you know as a young kid mm-hmm. on radio. As they evolve, they're gonna start talking about. You know, you're gonna start talking about real issues. Came, you know, bills and stuff. That's what's happening with me. So, you know, I'm very transparent. The, also, a big part of that is the connection of veganism being a white thing you know it's it's not as much as when i first went vegan it was it was really prominent but now you're starting to see more people of color you know step into the forefront of veganism you being one of them you know people even little spurts like things like beyonce and jay-z doing the challenge a few years ago Mm -hmm. Um, you're seeing it pop up every year Uh, how how do you see veganism and the black community, like, do you, from your experience, especially being in Atlanta, um, how have um, the, the people around you or people in your community embraced veganism? Yeah, it's um, Atlanta is a um, a wonderful place, man. Like, I absolutely love Atlanta because in Atlanta, like, the majority of vegan restaurants are black owned. You know what I mean? Uh, the camaraderie of people in the community is strong. You know, we all support each other. That's 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 expected. You know, when people have pop-ups, everybody goes. From the other restaurant, they go support each other. So um to me, before I moved to Atlanta, I didn't know anything about veganism, but I can tell you if you didn't eat meat, you were a weirdo. You know, you were a hippie, uh you they didn't like singing kumbaya, you don't have no shoes on. Like that's what I thought, you know. <laughs> so then I transitioned. Then I then I stop going to uh, restaurants and I start going into the West End and I start going into natural grocers and I start you know tapping into the community here and saying like oh this is not white at all like and then you start doing the, the research like we are the original you know what I mean mm. and, um, so just really it, it was it was a real learning experience bro but as far as being you know the, the black vegan community here is strong and I think like that's that's representative it's growing strong across the you know um as it goes mainstream and we start um you know uh, being more enlightened 
that it, you're going to see more of us because we're going to get hip. Once we get hip, like we don't, we're not hip, you know, we, we're not all enlightened because if you, if you do a good job at, at living in this society and, and go to school and you do everything right, like you are heavily missing porn, you're going to, you know what I mean? Like they're going to put, um, they're going to market to you the most harmful stuff, you know, uh, because they, they make the money off your statements. So, um, even know that there's other foods and you can get protein outside of chicken, steak, mm. fish, pork, uh, you know, goat, whatever. Like, we only know five things to eat. That's all they market to us. So, um, <clears throat> it's not going on a tangent, but uh, I think that, um, you know, once we get hip, you're going to see a lot more of us uh, uh, transitioning. And a lot of times it's not that we don't even know, it's just that we don't have access. Like we want to eat healthy, you know, and, and it's just systematically designed to where we don't have access to a whole foods or almond milk. You know what I mean? Um, so it's a bigger, it's a bigger issue outside of just saying, let's all go vegan. Yeah, that's what I want to talk about too. Is um just like food deserts and just you know, things that different communities are facing in terms of having access to it, because a common criticism for veganism is that, you know, it's a privilege thing. You know, you 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 have the privilege of deciding what you don't want to eat while you have kids that are going to bed starving. You know, are you going to seriously look at that mom and her, that single mother in the face and tell her, well, you're contributing to the global climate crisis because you're deciding to feed your kids McDonald's. So I think there's like a nuance in there when you're having this conversation in terms of going vegan, which why I always dial back to compassion, you know, meeting people where they are and just showcasing my life. And if I see a challenge that someone else is facing, address the challenge, you know, find that opportunity, find that gift and support, you know, especially if you care about your community. So I say that to kind of segue into community you know, how, how important is community for you and what you do? I think like an example, um, Atlanta does a great job at, at, at being an example. So like, say we, we have food deserts all over Atlanta, but there are, there are, I would say at least 10 black owned farms mm. here in Atlanta and organizations that get together and, and do um, uh, you know, uh, community gardening. Um, provide food for the community. So instead of complaining about, you know, systematic um, oppression, this we come mm. together. And 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 I can't say that that I'm um, I'm actively like as much as I want to be. You know what I mean? And, and yeah. with the communities, but I do know uh, uh, of these uh, organizations, and they do a great job. So they, to me, that's a great example um, to set forth. Like, bro, we need we need. I mean, I need to learn how to garden. You know what I mean? Like, and be able to be self-sustainable. You know, community is vital. Um, supporting each other is like step number one to to group. You know, to to growth, economic growth. Um, and and here is just like I say, the sense of community is, is so strong that when I travel outside to different cities, set up my shop in tents. You know, I set up in advanced fairs and people pass by without saying, how you doing? You know, what you got going on? Uh, you know, it just seems weird, you know, because here is just so strong. Um, like, that's what you're supposed to be. You're supposed to support, uh, support, uh, support your own, man. And, um, yeah, it's vital, man. And you, you, you know what? 
you're you're not lying. I went I went my family, my brother moved to Atlanta last year. Like he's in Douglasville, a little outside of Atlanta. Yeah. And man, I, I felt like I like I never experienced so many nice people, like white, <laughs> black, everybody. You just like go into a Kroger's and there people are just like, hey, so how you doing? And I'm like, Yeah, like, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not used to that, you know what I mean? So it's like so I, I can just imagine that, like, if you're actually then focused on a particular goal or cause, imagine how magnified that effect would be, you know, out, out there. I don't, I don't know if it's an Atlanta thing. I don't know if it's a Southern thing, but it's definitely, uh, it don't, I don't always feel it down here. I'm, I'm trust me, man. I, I'm being from South Florida, bro. Like, you don't talk to anybody. Like, that's just. If I don't know you, I'm not talking to you. Like, that's just how uh, I was raised. And, I moved to, to Baltimore. That's how I was. And somebody was like, hey, how you doing? I'm like, hey, how you doing? <laughs> and then in, 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 in the South, it's just how y'all doing. You know what I mean? Like, it just got that, that, southern, that southern, it's just Southern hospitality. Um, but yeah, you are absolutely right. You, man, you, you put that together with, with conscious minds and conscious thinking, man. Mm. It's, uh, it's a powerful thing, bro. So like Atlanta, I'm fascinated with Atlanta. So like, tell me like some of the, like if somebody were to go out to Atlanta, you know, obviously when things get a little bit, you know, to the new normal, what are some places they should definitely check out? It doesn't even have to be just food. They don't have to be just food. Ooh, man. And now you put me on the spot because I know all the food. I'm about to come with all the food, okay? <laughs> you know, um, need to hit the ceilings, need to hit with daughters, need to hit plant-based pizzeria. Get slutty vegan. Need to hit uh, helpful. Need to hit uh, a lot vegan. Need to hit soul vegetarian. Need to hit uh, plant based princess first batch. You need to hit chef Levy up. You need to hit slutty vegan. If I ain't say Nikki's fat ass cakes when you jump in town. You need like and then if you if you uh you know check out you know Martin Luther King's house. You know uh right down the block. It's it's great to just you know be in the presence. The the, the civil rights museum. Um. Uh, hiking, bro. They got Stone Mountain. It's a, it's a lot of things, man. Um, but as far as food, I know I'm leaving some people out. You want the best vegan wings? Uh, uh, uh Wing Bar ATL. Uh, <laughs> Centerholic. You gotta hear my dog Tom at Centerholic. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, man, Atlanta's beautiful, bro. It's, it's it got everything you need. No, that's what's up, man. And um, except for a beach, it don't got a beach, dog. <laughs> Thing they miss it, man. So we'll, 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 we'll hold that down over here in South Florida. We got plenty of beaches for you guys to come in. And then you go back, have all your good food. And you know um, I mean? <laughs> So I want to dip right back into music before, a little bit, too, because I want to know some of your inspirations. You know, you know people that might have inspired you to even start rapping and then maybe influence your style a little bit. Like, what are some of those, um, some of those people? Okay, yeah, because... Um, got me going bone thugs and harmony without mm -hmm. a doubt i'm the first group that i wanted to be a part of bone Outcast, uh trick daddy um tupac uh big like you know the normal legends, uh pun uh, you know what i mean but I, I was from south florida so i grew up on trick take mm -hmm. two money poison clan ti ludicrous lil wayne phil uh, mom and go on and on man but uh I would say out of all of them, bro, Bone, you know what mm -hmm. I mean, was a uh, main group that really, that really put me on, man. That made me want to rap, you know. 
Oh, that's what's up. And when you were down here, so let's talk a little bit about when you were down here in South Florida. Like, what was what was your experience, and you know, what are what are some things that kind of stood out for you? Because I'm not sure if you're vegan when you were down here, but like, what were some things that stood out for you when you were when you were in South Florida? Yeah, I was I, I wasn't vegan at all, man. I was um, I was I was an athlete. You know what I mean? So, uh, although I was rapping, um, when I turned 18, I had a chance to play college ball. And that that really um that took me into to college, you know what I mean? But I was I was more focused on being an athlete around I would say 15 to 18. Um as, as the same time as a rapper. But when I went to college, man, it was a rap for rapper for a second. I had to I had to mm-hmm. be, I realized them classes and that and that and that, you know, that, that sport ain't nothing nice. So um, but now nah, man, I love the, the things that stand out to me when I think about the career, bro. Beach, palm trees, donkeys, um, um, Lauderdale. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, bro, wit. You know what I mean? Goals like that. That's just you know, that's just uh, that's Florida, man. You know, trunk rattling off the off the, the back of the car, sitting on forty inch rims. <laughs> I mean, um, yeah, that's 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 ninety five. You you mentioned a couple of restaurants in your listings, mm-hmm. and so talk to me about Nikki's fat ass cakes. Mm, dog, listen, bro, these cakes. As soon as I tasted them, I said, "Nikki, we opening up a restaurant." That's absolutely, positively for sure. We are going to open a restaurant, bro. I don't know. You, it's on this uh, podcast. We will, bro. Them cakes are the best pancakes I've had in my life, vegan, non-vegan. You hear me? Mm. I'm telling you, dog. Have you seen the videos? No, bro, I haven't. Bro, they thick. They, you, ever, you, ever, you ever went to Good... You ever seen Good Burger? Yes. Bro, it's like the Mondo Burgers of pancakes. Bro, these things are thick. They fat for real. <laughs> and they're and so you, good, bro. And how do you... Like, can you order them? Can you get them online? And Absolutely. ChefNickyInTheMix.com. Chef Nikki in the mix.com. You know, and then you can go to uh Nikki's fat ass cakes on uh Instagram or right from there. We got gluten-free as well. So do you so like like I'm I'm gonna order I'm gonna order a, a, a pack, but when you're you just gotta put water in it, like how what's the, how do you put it together? Like he needs some uh vegan milk, bro. Okay. Vegan milk, bro. Oh, that's it. That's it, bro. Oh, that's what's up. <laughs> Get I'll make 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 myself uh I've been craving a Denny's Grand Slam, so I'll make some pancakes and get some bro. just egg and all that stuff. And get hit me, man. I'm telling you, but if you eat them, call me. Dog. I'm trying to tell you, they're gonna be fire, bro. So yeah, let's let's dip a little bit into veganism. Like one of the things I'm having that's coming up with a lot of people, especially in these podcasts is the idea of veganism as a label versus a lifestyle. And there's a lot of backlash with people calling themselves vegan rather than just being vegan and, you know, being compassionate and what have you. And I, and I, and this is tied directly to like a Miley Cyrus or to a Mike Tyson who people are holding up as you know, examples of veganism. And when it comes out that maybe they take fish oil supplements or they, you know, aren't eating, you know, 100%. 
there's this huge backlash. And I feel like that's turning people away from the community. This is not just me guessing. I've had people say I'm vegan, but I don't call myself vegan. How, what are your thoughts on that? You know, kind of where do you, where do you fall in that spectrum? Oh, uh, I never really gave it too much thought, like vegan and being vegan. But I can just tell you, that's trash, bro. That, you know, just to be honest about how someone goes on a vegan diet, you know, for whatever reason, reverse back. Soon as they revert back, they crucify because they give false information, because they're giving the information that they think is to be true. So this is what I say, like, because everyone loves Mike. Mm. Everyone love Lindsay. Soon as they not, Lindsay a drug addict. <laughs> like, no, that is yeah. trash, bro. And that just shows you every mm. time the true colors of, you know what I mean, of, 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 of people. So, you know, I think how you could have done it instead of, you know, going at, because past charges, drug use, that has nothing to do with being misinformed. You should be enlightening these, you know, Hey, um, I'm sorry to tell you, Mr. Uh, Tyson, but that's incorrect. Or Mr. Long, that's incorrect. Let me, you know, this is the real, instead of being like, oh my God, you know, like just straight bashing them up front. So that, that had me heated when I seen that. But it, 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 that's that's what I started to realize, bro. It's just, uh, I love you when you're vegan. When you're not, it's just like, yeah, bro. Like they forget that they ate meat. That's what makes me mad. Because mm. every time, I, bro, I did, not, probably 70 festivals. Every time I go to them festivals, I say, how many of y'all are born vegan? Mm-hmm. Bro, it's maybe one, two. Like, so when you when you st- stop putting down chicken and you pick up kale, you become holier than thou. That's where the problem is. That's where the disconnect lies. That's where, you know, you're I don't I don't want to attach myself to nothing like that, dog. You know what I mean? That's not that's not real. You know, um, we, you know, I, I do get that when you transition, you start speaking out like a hose. You know, you want everybody to know all the information and you get gung-ho about it. But we have to, you got to take a step back. Like, you weren't always this enlightened, brother. You know what I mean? Like, don't don't be out here bashing somebody because they're not at the level that you're at right now. You know, you were eating chicken wings four years ago. Don't make me put up pictures on Facebook. You know what I mean? But now you bashing somebody because it's it's wild to me, and I'm not a part of that. So I'm not. I make it clear. I speak true. You know what I mean? If that I I I voice my opinion when I see something that's wrong. You know, so don't. It's it's, it's a lot of stuff, bro. You know, um, I just don't. I if someone try, it's hard to be vegan. It's hard, bro. We live in America. They target us with everything. Like they, they, why you think we want chicken wings when we watch football? Why you think we want chick uh, beer as well? Why you think we crave cheese pieces? Cause look on t- television, they making everything look great. You know, telling somebody to p- kick everything that they've known all their life to go try some garden chicken or, or you know, something made from a plant, bro. Like it's, it's it's psychological. You gotta understand. So when they bash these people publicly, you know, first of all, you shouldn't put that much hope into uh uh. <laughs> celebs or whatever, you know, but don't bash them, bro. If you really trying to help somebody, you really trying to help, that's the wrong way to go. And it's and it's evident, bro. It's, it shows, you know. Um, 
when other social issues pop up. Ain't nobody to it. Ain't nobody around us be fine. <laughs> what you trying to help? You know. So that's my thoughts, man. Have you ever heard of the acronym HEAL? So I, I heard about it through um, an environmentalist named Dr. Silish Rao, and it essentially stands for health, environment, animals, and love. And that is like the embodiment of what the vegan lifestyle is all about. And everything you just said to me sounds like the absence of the L, of mm. the compassion, of mm. the love. You know what I mean? It's for me, that's why I lead with that. You know, I people say they do it for the animals. I do it for compassion. I do it for recognizing where that's missing in me, taking mm. a taking a pause, and then shifting into being compassionate. And it's not, and it's and let me be clear, I always say this if you listen to the podcast, it's not because it's it's uh, you know, I think this is the way you should be, or it's whatever. It's at because at a certain point in my life. I realized that that was something that was missing in how I was moving mm. and it wasn't serving me because I felt out of alignment with, you know, my, you know, who I am as a person. So that me constantly, even on this podcast, it's a reminder to myself mm. to make sure I'm adding that in and everything I'm doing and how that shows up with the mighty Cyrus and the Mike Tyson is people are listening. People, people are looking how you are carrying yourself. Exactly. And when I say you, I'm saying me. People are looking at how you're carrying yourself. And if you're 90% 90, 90 of the week saying, you got to care for the animals, you got to do this, you got to do that. And then this 10%, you're, oh, they're a crackhead or this and that, and you're yelling and you're upset. And you're that energy is infectious. Mm. You know? Yeah. And, and to me, it's like, so I'm glad to have this. I, I have then I'm asked this question a lot more and there's no judgment and compassion goes two ways. I have compassion for the people who are saying this to Miley Cyrus and Tyson, because there's a reason they're saying this and I don't know their life. So I get to meet them where they are as well. So um, yeah, thank you for, you know, sharing your thoughts on that. I know, I know people fall on so many different areas of that conversation. So it's always refreshing to hear where, where people stand with no judgment, of course. So um, the, we kind of start winding down the, the, the podcast. I want to talk to you about parenting. I don't have any kids, but I see how you interact with your daughter and, you know, just from the, you know, I've been following you for a while, you know, because you've been in and out of South Florida at a lot of events and just kind of following how you just to see from the announcement to see, you know, she's growing up and sure. you're doing it in this lifestyle and you're being I'm sh sure a lot of people are resonating and like, wow, it can happen. I can do this. <laughs> what took I'm just going to leave it at that. Tell me about your experience being a vegan parent and kind of how that's impacted your life. Well, I got to, I absolutely have to give all credit to Nikki, like for sure, because I'm not going to say I step, I lead in that arena. That's mommy's arena right there. That woman is a superwoman, okay? Um, to, to, to raise Keely, to sit back and, and, and witness like a difference between watching my little brother and my little uh, sister grow up, you know, um, with uh, or myself, but actually to be able to see a child grow with, you know, baby food and, and eating what we eat and 
to see that this woman breastfeed to, to to see the reaction of my daughter, how how intelligent she is at such a young age, of you know, um, just just seeing that, and then I'm like, hey, it could, maybe it is the breastfeeding, maybe it is because you know when you know the food that we eat, you know, we give her. Um, but Nikki leaves that whole whole department, bro. She's like, she's not playing at all, you know, like. When Keely was a baby, if she was constipated for sake of reason, she's like, okay, I'm gonna start Googling some stuff, get in the kitchen, start whipping it up. I'm like, what you whipping up? She's like, peas and pears. Watch this. Whip up peas and pears, start feeding it. Keely killing it, dog. Like, boom. Like 30 minutes later, wow. Mm. Straight low, you know what I mean? Um, you know, learning about um, um, like vitamins and, and stuff that they vegan vitamins and stuff like that that kids could take, um, you know, and, and developmental. Toys, um, like everything, bro. It's 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 a wonderful experience. Children's fine. It's talking about changing your life. Oh, it changes it overnight, like literally overnight. You move one day, like you can go wherever you want one day, but the next day when you have a little baby in the house, you cannot just leave like how you want, you know what I mean? So it literally changes you in one day, and she's growing too fast, man. She grows too fast, grows fast, goes fast. Um, so hold on as tight as you can, man. You know, but um, it's definitely possible. You know, I always think about like um, you know, when I see Nikki gave a natural birth, you know, um, I just always think about like before hospitals, before all that, like we were having babies. You know, <laughs> we were pushing women were pushing babies out. You know, um, without all this stuff they have in the hospital today, so. If anything goes, if anything hits the fan, I'm pretty sure your body is equipped enough to push out a child, you know, and learning about natural, um, holistic ways of, about birthing and all that, man. It it, it was a uh, it was a life changing experience, bro. Um, and I'm looking forward to number two. <laughs> trying, I'm trying to build me a tribe, man. <laughs> you know? And uh, you mentioned you have a project coming up. Um, mm. This month, you want to talk to us a little bit about that? Hey man, I got a project out right now. Twenty-five plus songs. Click that link in that bio. Stop playing. It's not gonna be on streaming. It won't be on Spotify. It won't be on iTunes. It won't be on none of that. We're putting up a limited amount, uh, producing a limited amount of um, material, and we're letting it go, bro. Twenty-five plus songs, man. Yes, sir. So. <laughs> I'm gonna dip a little bit into the um, into the music side of things. So, what have you learned um, over the last few years? You know, after at post um, the Thanksgiving um, rap, um, that has helped you with your career. That has helped you move further along. That maybe other people could take home with them. Yeah, focus on your brand. You know, focus on your brand. You know, whatever that, whatever who you are as a person, like what you represent, like how, how, to, yeah, focus on your brand. So for artists, so to say, right, um, you can be the hottest rapper, you know, um, going to all these open mics, you know, being the best in your city or whatever, but you feel like you're not getting enough traction or people not really, they know you can rap, but they not really bought into 
like a movement, like what you stand for. You know, um, I just think Brandon is 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 very uh is vital across being an artist, but just an everyday person. What is your brand? Your brand is the most important part, bro, because it's really about what you stand for and getting people to believe in your same um views and values, you know, and um and, and like and, and, and having like-minded individuals uh and that and that support. So um I would tell artists focus on the brand, bro. Like, what do you stand for? What it is? Get a shirt. Get a, get a, you know, uh, a movement behind. Like, what is something that you love to do? That is you. That is nobody that's unapologetically you. You know what I mean? That you can um, use as an influence. You know, I just think brands, bro. I think um, you know, finding out just to focus on uh, yeah, the core essence of what that stands for. And making sure that comes out in every aspect of art, comes out in um, everything that you do, because if people buy into your brand, or if they, you know, and they and they they buy into you as an individual, if they genuinely love you as an individual and what you stand for, it don't matter what you produce. You know what I mean? That's what I'm trying to say. You know, um, so yeah, the brand is, is very important. That's what I learned uh, past that. You know. And I think that advice goes for anybody, you know, anybody looking to do what they're doing. Even if you work a nine to five, it's like, what happens when that job is no longer there? Mm -hmm. You know, have you put yourself in a position where you're hireable? Have you put yourself in a position where you can make money being yourself? Like, that's my goal. Like, I just want to be able to move, impact lives and not have to worry about, um, you know, answering to somebody else you know, to do anything. And I, you know, so what's your, the advice you gave right now, you know, really is impactful. And thank you for sharing that. Um, Absolutely. So let's, let's close on this. If based on everything that we talked about, if we were just to get one sound bite from you, you know, we call this, 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 the sound bite challenge, just making it up right now where you're going to like take everything you said are everything that you feel you want to share with the world and summarize it in one minute. What would you say? Gosh, bro. <laughs> I just speak from your heart, like whatever's on your mind right now. Think for yourself before it is illegal. Uh, be kind. Uh, that's cliche. Um, bro, that's a heavy loaded question. Are you kidding me, bro? <laughs> what do you want to tell the world in 60 seconds? Save yourself. Hey, no. Nah, um, no, nah, I mean, at the end of the day, this is what I'm about. Before all this, before all that, I'm a dreamer first. So you have to understand, I'm going to go out and say this. Everything in the world that you see is fake. Don't be so scared of it. Be fearless in this life. Take chances. Because if you don't take chances, you're going to be sitting while everybody else soaring and you stuck on the ground. You know what I mean? Like, none of this is real. Don't be scared of it. Dream big. Fight for that dream. Take that dream. And yeah, leave your mark, bro, because time is too short to be worrying about what other people talking about to be worrying about anything other than being the best you, you know, and how they gonna talk about you when you leave? What did you leave this world? 
Did you leave it in a better condition? You know, there it is, man. <laughs> I had to put some silence after that because that was that was powerful. Um, what's the status of the the festival? I just thought about that. We didn't talk about that. Oh man, you know, I'm I'm so I'm just gonna publicly apologize to everybody who uh, um, across all my social media platforms. Man, I, I I try to manage seven right now at one time, and I'm failing miserably. So we're not gonna do the festival this year. So I do have to post that. But we are going to still be doing the vegan Thanksgiving. Okay, now it's going to be, you know, a little tweaked a little bit because of, the, you know, COVID and everything. But we ain't stopping that. Now, the, the, the festival, we might have to set it out this year. And that's just due to, you know, situation outside of our control. But um, next year it'll be back. But vegan Thanksgiving still on the popping, baby. We're still going to bring that out. So where can everybody find you? You can follow me on the gram, official gray music, G-R-E-Y music, plant-based dripping uh, is the brand, plantbaseddripping.com. Chef Nikki in the mix, Chef Nikki in the mix.com, Nikki's fat ass cakes, Nikki's fat ass cakes. Yeah, not, not .com. Man, check me out, man. Yo, this year I'm going all out. Vegan Thanksgiving at our house. About to bring everything but the hog out. Think we eat nothing but grass? What you talking about? Shit, I might jump into the whip and hit whole foods early. Get everything to get that soul food working. Like mac and cheese, the collard greens, the black eyed peas. Get a roast of that tofu turkey. Got cornbread, even got stuffing. Mashed potatoes so good, put your hand in it. Got string beans, even got yams with it. Got cabbage and greens with no ham in it. You can fill your plate up without all the guilt. We whip piles up, nigga, out of almond milk. Everything that you touch gonna be dairy free. Even though I don't care for me, what please? I got beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, lamb, bread, all That's what I got. Beans, greens, potatoes, tomatoes, chicken, chicken, No, sir, better. Beans, greens, potatoes, ain't got no lamb, But you know I got um shout out to gray you know i had a great time speaking with him you might have noticed a few audio technical things there did the best i could do to clean it up but still i feel the message was there and Hopefully you got a lot of value out of that. Also, speaking of value, thank you. Hungry Harvest, we rely on our sponsorships. We rely on our advocates, our, our producers, all of these people who support us with funding allows us to create content that showcases South Florida. But even if you're not in a position to do that, the way you can support this particular show is by spreading the word. Let other people know about the SoFlo Vegan Podcast. Share a link and subscribe, leave a review. And also, if you have questions, send it to us. We want to be able to get these answered by our guests in the future. So contact at SoFloVegans.com is the best way to get in touch with us. Today's episode was produced and edited by Sean Russell. Alba Mendes Chong is our media coordinator. Go to SoFloVegans.com slash podcast to subscribe on Apple, Google, Spotify, iHeartRadio, and other places where podcasts are found. Goodbye. <laughs>